Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. My name is Ashley, and I am planning my own unconventional budget micro-wedding in the middle of a pandemic. If you don't feel represented in mainstream wedding media, if you haven't been dreaming about your wedding day since you were six years old, and if you don't want to have an Instagram wedding, then you are in the right place. Hello, and welcome back to the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. I had the window open, but I'm realizing that is creating a lot of extra noise. So now it is closed. Today's episode is all about wedding budgets. I've done a ton of episodes on how to save money, um, how to drastically save money, where you should allocate your budget, how to ask for money, why you should pay for it yourself, just tons of wedding money budget episodes. But I think today's episode is going to be a little bit different because I'm using actual numbers from my actual wedding. So I know a lot of people don't like to get into the nitty gritty of what they spent. Um, however, I'm I'm happy to do it. Um, I'm yeah, not that private of a person. And I also feel like this podcast, there's like a little, um, there's a bit of anonymity. Like I said, I don't do any social media or anything like that for this podcast. It's literally just um, the podcast feed. That's the only way. So you have no way of really getting in touch with me. Um, so I don't really mind uh, sharing the numbers. And I don't think anyone who attended my wedding is listening. And if you are, um, here's, here's how much I spent. So um, before I get into the actual numbers, let me just give um, some caveats and kind of explain how I'm going to do this. So I'm going to go through all of the major categories for a wedding. And um, I literally just Googled like wedding spending categories or wedding budget, Um, went through them all. So things like attire, beauty, drinks, gifts, food, flowers, all that sort of thing. I'm going to go through each category, tell you how much I thought I was going to spend 
how much I actually ended up spending and what what that was spent on in terms of, you know, what actually um, we paid for. Then I'm going to share the percent that was of my total budget, um, as well as what the wedding websites say that should be. So let's say, you know, I spent 7% on dessert, the wedding websites say you should spend 2%. So something like that, just to give you a bit of an idea. And of course, this is all, um, well, extremely personal. This is my own wedding. Um, these are, you know, my real numbers. Um, and I think it just goes to show that there really is not a right number for everyone. So all of the wedding websites that tell you how much you should be spending on different things, um, just take those with a giant grain of salt, because I think it's it's good to get information in terms of, oh, okay, you know, what is the average cost for a DJ in New York City? Or, you know, how much do... Um, giant six foot tall centerpieces cost in Hawaii or wherever you are. Um, but there's a huge difference between how much things, you know, do cost in the area versus what things should cost versus what you want to pay for them. So if giant six foot tall centerpieces are super important to you, you love flowers, like this is the thing you've been dreaming about. Maybe you want to put 10%, 20%, 50% of your budget towards flowers. And maybe you don't care about music or food or the outfits or the invitations or whatever it is. So I think there's a ton of space in wedding planning to really spend what you're comfortable spending, numbers that make sense um, for you and your life, not just your priorities in your wedding, but your priorities in your life, right? Like, are you having to sacrifice eating out um, in order to afford this wedding? And some people, yeah, they, you know, they have to cut back on eating out and they're totally fine with that. But when it gets to a point where you're, you know, like not able to pay rent or you're not going grocery shopping or you're having to put off really important things for your life, like buying a house or starting a family or going back to school or moving or things like that in order to afford this wedding, then it might be time to sort of reevaluate. So I've heard this advice on another podcast. I think it was the, the bride disrupted podcast. Um, go check that one out. They have a really cool back catalog. Um, but they basically said, instead of trying to say, oh my gosh, how much should we spend on flowers versus, you know, cake versus gifts? Look at it as, you know, how much should we spend on flowers versus all the other priorities in our life? So not just your wedding, but everything else you and your partner um, are spending on and your goals for the future. I think that's super important. And just making sure the numbers work for you and your situation, regardless of what weddings are supposed to cost or what they do cost in your area. Because even if you are getting married somewhere very expensive, like in New York City or something like that. There are people who get married in New York for literally just hundreds of dollars. They get the license, they go to City Hall, they do the thing. Um, it's very possible to get married for very little money. It's also very possible to get married for a lot of money. And yes, big cities are going to cost you more, big guest lists are going to cost you more, but those are all choices you make. You can marry for less in a big city, you can marry for more in a small city, you can have a big wedding, small wedding, it's all up to you. Anyways, I'm rambling quite a bit, <laughs> um, but let's look at it big picture. So originally when we first set out our budget and I actually saved a note on my phone from when um, I was first doing some of these numbers, and I think even before I ran all the numbers by my now husband, um, I originally thought we could do this whole thing for like $3,000. After chatting with my husband, you know, going through the numbers a little bit more, we got up to 5,000. And then as we were actually doing the wedding, we thought, okay, it's going to be somewhere between five and 7,000. That's where we're going to end up. And uh, looking at our total costs, having added everything together, we came in at just over 7,000. So about 7,300. Um, and there are a lot of caveats to that. Um, 
there are a few things, and this is money that was spent um, just in general. Um, some of our parents did contribute some money that is part of the 7,000 uh, total. So I'm not saying we only paid 7,000 and our parents paid like 40,000 or something like that. No, no, no. The whole wedding, about 7,000. You could probably bump that up to maybe eight or mm, probably about 8,000, maybe 9,000 um, because there were a few things that were gifted to us um, and they were not, it wasn't money that we received and then paid for something. It was um totally straight up paid for it, which I will get more into if that doesn't make sense. But call it call it 8,000, call it 8,500 if you want to sort of round up in terms of the total cost for our wedding. And you might be thinking, wow, that's incredible. You only spent $8,500 on your wedding. Um, again, tons of caveats there. First of all, I'm in Canada. So these are Canadian dollars. I am in a very expensive city in Canada. Um, so if you are from the States, which uh, podcast analytics tell me most of you are, these numbers aren't like completely absurd. Like you can't, don't, please don't think that, oh my God, she's in Canada. So like that would cost triple if she was in the States. Not true. I've done my research, um, very comparable costs, just our dollar is not as strong as the American dollar, British pound, Euro, all that sort of thing. Um, other huge caveat, we only had 20 guests. This was a very small wedding. I've talked about this a lot. That was always our plan to have a very intimate, small wedding. We wanted to be able to hang out with everyone. Um, if you listen to my previous episode where I share our whole wedding story, uh, you'll hear how special it was for us to have such a small guest list and actually be able to hang out with all of our people. We didn't have a wedding party, so no bridesmaids, groomsmen, people of honor, no matching outfits, no robes, no socks, no ties, none of that stuff. We also got married at a private residence. So there wasn't a cost for the actual venue. Um, as you'll hear, as we keep going, there were some, you know, rental costs and paying for servers and things like that, but there was no actual cost for the venue. Um, as well, because it was such a small wedding in a private home, we didn't really do a full all out reception. So we did have dinner and dessert speeches, that sort of thing, but we didn't have a dance floor. We didn't have a DJ. Um, I kind of had a band. I'll get more into that later. But those are some of the uh, things that will probably help to explain why the budget was around that, you know, $8,000 number in total. Um, just I think having the 20 guests and having it in a private residence already slashes the budget so much. So please don't be alarmed if you are having, you know, hundreds of people um, having a full reception, having a large wedding party, and you're wondering why your budget is double or triple or quadruple mine, that uh, that might make sense for you. For us, this sort of $8,000 number, or again, um, $7,300 is, is what we actually spent ourselves. Um, that made a lot of sense for our budget, and that's the number we landed on. And overall, I'm feeling pretty good about it. I think as we go through these categories, I'll kind of give you my take on like, whoa, we spent way too much. You're like, hey, we could have put more money in there. Um, but overall, I'm not horrified <laughs> by that 7,300 number. It is more than we originally wanted to spend. Like I said, our first guess was 3,000. Then we kind of bumped it up to 5,000 and allowed it to get up to seven. I probably would have been happier if we stuck around the five, but truly no regrets. And I will also say we had um, very, very generous gifts given to us uh, from our wedding guests, people who attended in person, people who attended virtually. Um, so we were very, very fortunate that people uh, were so generous and very kind in contributing towards um, our, our married life, our honeymoon. And, and we really did um, this is probably uh, not the nicest thing to say, but but we really did make make our money back, which again is is not the reason to have a wedding, and none of those were gifts that we expected. Um, but it does help with the financial burden. Um, but I will say, please don't go into a wedding expecting to make your money back. A wedding is not a money making machine. Um, and truly, the only way we were able to do that was because we kept our costs low to start. 
Um, and our friends and family were so generous. But please, uh, I've heard horror stories of people spending, you know, 20000 40000 50000 on weddings and receiving like just a couple hundred or just a couple thousand in gifts. Um, just, you know, some, some guests can't afford to do it. So uh, I truly would say do not count on making money back in, in gifts. Um, any money that you happen to get from your wedding is, is just a bonus. And I don't think you should be, you know, waiting to pay off the credit card until, until the money comes in. So just a word of warning on that. All right, let's get into the different categories. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Category number one is attire. So this is my outfit. I wore a dress. Uh, my partner wore a suit. And uh, we ended up spending about $1,300 on this category, which is 17% of our total budget, which is huge. <laughs> um, the wedding websites tell me that attire should just be 7% of your wedding budget. So we totally blew this one out of the water. And I'm kind of shocked because in my original calculations, I thought we would only spend about $600 on this category. So we doubled that. We're at $1,300. And I thought I'd be able to get... Um, so this is how I broke it down originally. I thought I'd be able to get my dress and alterations for $300. I budgeted about $200 for my partner to get, you know, a suit. I thought we'd go like the H&M route. Um, and I budgeted $50 for me to buy new shoes. So we we totally uh, blew that out of the water. So what ended up happening was my dress was about $600. My mom actually paid uh, $500 up towards my dress and I paid the remainder, which was basically just like the tax. Um, so that $500 isn't even in this calculation because it's something my mom paid for on her own. Like it wasn't money she gave to us. Um, so that was that cost. And then, um, my shoes, I actually just grabbed on Amazon. I think they're about 20 bucks. I also included our dogs. Um, we bought her a new leash and a bandana for the wedding day. That was probably, oh, that wasn't too expensive. That was maybe like 50, 60 bucks for both of those things. Um, I included my partner's ring on this list, even though technically the wedding websites say rings should be a separate category of 2%. Um, but his ring, again, Amazon, like $30. So just threw it into this category here. Um, but what really ended up costing us was alterations for my dress. And then my partner decided to get a custom suit, a brand new dress shirt, brand new shoes. Um, so that all really added up. So just the alterations for my dress were $300. And I think part of this was me 
not really understanding um, the cause. I've had a dress altered before and it was a pretty drastic altering. They had to like totally remake the whole back of the dress and, and things like that. And I believe it cost me like less than $200 to do it. And I'm realizing that that was because it was a bridesmaid's dress that was only a single layer. Whereas most wedding dresses, there's quite a few layers. Um, so any hemming or things like that really do take up um, a ton of time and a lot of work. So for my wedding dress, it was actually a pretty simple alteration. Um, I was scared I was going to have to like rework the whole back because I didn't think it would fit, but we got it zipped. <laughs> um, so the only things that had to happen were the straps had to get shortened a little bit and the dress had to get hemmed. And just hemming the dress and shortening the straps was $300. And that seems like a lot of money to me, but in talking to other uh, brides and seeing things that people post on Facebook and things like that, that actually seems like quite uh, cheap. I know a lot of people spend a ton more on alterations, especially if you are, you know, adding sleeves, adding a bustle, changing things out, that sort of thing. Um, really be prepared to spend like upwards of $1,000 on alterations. So I guess $300 is, is not too bad. My partner's suit ended up being just over $600. Then he bought uh, a brand new dress shirt, which was 50 and new shoes that were a hundred. So what I originally thought was just going to be 200 bucks for him on the suit ended up being closer to 800. So that is how we got to that uh, $1,300 number for our outfits. And um, I guess if you add in the money that my mom also contributed towards my dress, we're closer to $2,000 just on outfits, which considering our total budget was about 8,000 is, is kind of wild. Like it's a, it's a huge chunk of change. And looking back, I mean, I loved my dress. I loved my partner's suit. He looked so good. And it was actually a really fun process to like go with him, pick out the fabric, see him get measured, uh, see things get fitted. You know, he felt so great in his outfit. And I do think he'll wear that suit again. Um, maybe not the whole thing, but like he could wear the pants with a different jacket. He could just wear the jacket with other pants. Obviously it's just a white dress shirt. He could wear that anytime. Um, I told him he has to wear these dress shoes for like the rest of his life because <laughs> he very rarely uh, buys dress clothing. So I think we are going to get some more wear out of um, his outfit. For my dress, I probably will not wear it again. I might try to sell it. Um, I know it's difficult to sell wedding dresses, just, you know, they're they're tailored for certain people's uh, bodies. And I am a larger person, so I don't know if the market is as big for dresses in my size. Um, a good thing I do have going for me is I'm quite tall. So if anyone is shorter than me, they can obviously get the dress hemmed, um, which would be tricky if I was like, you know, five feet tall, already had it hemmed for me someone taller wouldn't be able to buy it. So we might be able to make a little bit of money back in selling my dress and in my partner sort of getting more wear out of his suit, but it is a huge chunk of change. And uh, do I wish we had spent less? Maybe, but it was such a fun process um, for my partner to get that custom suit. Um, so, so I'm okay with it. It's not an absurd amount of money. I'm glad I was able to find my dress for fairly cheap, you know, just over 600 for the dress. Alterations kind of hurt at that $300 price tag, but it is what it is. I'm not, I'm not too upset over how much we spent um, on attire. So moving into the next category, the next one is beauty. Um, and we spent just over $400 on beauty, which ends up being 6% of our budget. And uh, the wedding website say you're only supposed to spend 2%. So again, <laughs> we went for it. Um, you'll see later as we get into some of the things like, you know, venue and wedding planners and stuff like that, like we just didn't have those costs. So that's sort of how we make up the percentage. I originally thought I would spend just $200 dollars on this. Um, and technically it was $200 in that the salon that I went to, um, which ended up being great. It was right across the street from the hotel where we stayed. Um, and they, you know, full great salon they do. Um, they have a 
package for bridal hair and makeup that was $200. So that was correct. However, I didn't factor in, you know, taxes, tipping. Um, I ended up buying one of the lipsticks so I could touch up during the night. And I also ended up paying for my mom's hair. Uh, she came into the salon right after me and I thought it would be nice to surprise her. So that number bumped up to closer to 400. And then I also bought a few uh, makeup items off of Amazon, just things like, you know, blotting paper and makeup remover wipes and whatever. And that's how we got to that uh, $418 number for the total. Um, I'm not upset with the actual cost. I think, um, like I said, the I knew the package at the salon was $200 and that's totally fine. I was prepared to pay that. Um, wish I had thought a little harder when I was doing my original calculations about, you know, taxes and tips and things like that. Um, the only thing I am upset about is unfortunately the hair and makeup didn't last as long as I hoped it would. Um, basically I got my hair kind of curled and uh, walked across the street to the hotel and it was literally across the street. So I was maybe outside for 45 seconds. Um, and within like 10 minutes of being back in the hotel, all the curls had fell and my hair was just kind of wavy. And by the time we got to the ceremony, my hair was pretty much pinned straight, um, which is it's sad. It sucks. You know, I sat in that chair for over like two hours getting my hair and makeup done. And it sucks that the curls didn't last. And um yeah, they just didn't have good staying power. And I don't, I don't know enough about hair and makeup to know what exactly went wrong. But I know my mom also has very straight hair that does not hold a curl. And she went somewhere else for her hair and just came to the salon for her makeup. And the next day, her hair was still like completely intact. Like she looked like she could go out again to another gala. Um, whereas mine didn't even hold up for 10 minutes. And then my makeup um, held up pretty good. But that was more on me. You know, I was crying quite a bit during the wedding. And uh, I was impressed it actually did stay on my face like it, my greatest fear was that it was going to run into my eyes and I would get you know that stinging burning sensation you get when makeup goes into your eye and I'd just be crying and have to like wash it all off my face so that never happened which I was really grateful for um but I think I was just wiping my eyes really aggressively so by the end of the night my fake eyelashes started to <laughs> peel off <laughs> which was hilarious um but that was totally on me as my mom was trying to tell me during the ceremony I should be dabbing at my eyes not wiping so there's a tip for you if you're a crier and you're wearing makeup just dab do not wipe. Um, I was doing some very aggressive wiping. So uh, all in all, not too upset that we spent uh, that $400 on the beauty. Um, Mark just wish I had had uh, hair that stuck around a bit better, <laughs> curls that lasted, or had gone to the place where my mom went for her hair, and then just come back to this place for the makeup. Okay, moving on. We've got dessert is the next category. I think these are, yeah, I think this is alphabetical order. So dessert. Um, the wedding websites say you should spend 2%. I thought we were going to spend $100. We ended up spending $500, which was 7% of our budget. Um, I don't know where I got in my head that we would only spend $100 on dessert, um, but here we are. So what ended up, um, so what we actually served for dessert at our wedding, which again, I've shared in our um, wedding podcast that where I sort of shared our wedding story. We ended up serving uh, cake jars. So cakes in, in tiny little mason jars. We got about 32 of those. Um, we bought 30 donuts, um, the specialty donut place. And then we also had a fruit arrangement that my mom bought. So again, you could up the uh, cost of this. I think that was probably a couple hundred dollars. So instead of calling it 500 for dessert, you could say 700 because my mom purchased that fruit arrangement on her own. Um, people loved the dessert. People were so into it. Uh, my sister-in-law put 
like four cake jars in her purse to take home. Uh, people were raving about the donuts, like asking us where we got them. Um, my, my husband and I have actually been eating them this whole week, the leftovers, and they've been so good. Um, so no regrets there. Where we did waste a little bit of money is we did a few dessert tastings. Um, and unfortunately, the first one we did that cost about $100 because it was from a small bakery. It wasn't the kind where you come in and just like taste a few cupcakes. You have to actually order um, you know, full orders and they got delivered to the house. Uh, they were awful. <laughs> I won't say the bakery here, but, um, they were really not good. They did not taste nice. They looked beautiful, but they just did not taste good. So that was kind of like a hundred dollars flushed down the drain. And then we did another tasting of the actual cake jars, which uh, ended up being great and delicious. And I think my mom actually paid for, um, part of that tasting. Um, but it ended up working out because we did go with the cake jars in the end. So that was nice. Um, and we did have to buy some supplies for the dessert, just like, you know, platters and, and things like that as well, which uh, contributes to that $500 price tag. Moving on, we've got drinks. Um, so I thought this would cost us $300. Uh, it actually ended up costing us $180. But uh, my mom, again, came through and bought all of the wine, the punch, and the juices. So that is a pretty significant uh, part of the budget. So I think you could definitely bump that back up to 300 or 400 since she bought so many things. My mom, uh, as you can tell so far, superstar, really, really helped us out so much um, during the wedding planning, during the actual wedding, purchasing all these things. Like, we didn't ask her to. She didn't even tell us she was going to. We just showed up one day, and she's like, oh, here, I've got all the wine. And, like, opens up this drawer where she's been hiding all the wine. Um, so the $170 that we spent was just on beer and cider. Um, and it represented 2% of our total budget, whereas the wedding websites say this should be 8% for drinks. And I get it if you are trying to have like an open bar or a partially open bar for like 150 guests, yeah, that probably is going to be 8% of your budget. So obviously, we only had uh, 20 people, uh, 22 with us, or sorry, 23 with us. Um, some vendors, you know, call it 25. So we didn't have to spend that much. And we have so much leftover. It's ridiculous. I think the fact that we had a small wedding on a Sunday in a private home, you know, there were a few people who got a little bit drunk, but <laughs> for the majority of people just had, you know, maybe two drinks, one or two drinks. And we had afforded, I think maybe five or six per person. So we knew we were going to have a ton extra. I think my mom probably has like six or eight full wine bottles left over. We have cases of beer and cider left over. And we thought about returning them um, because you are able to do that if uh, if they're unopened. But um, I think we're just going to leave them and just slowly drink them. You know, they don't really go bad. Um, actually, I'm sure beer and cider eventually go bad, but they won't go bad before we drink them. So <laughs> we're just going to casually drink uh, the, the stuff until um, they run out. And that was, again, a really nice thing about having a small wedding in a private home. We just purchased the drinks we actually like. So it's, you know, my favorite cider, my partner's favorite beer, and we're just sitting at home uh, drinking them <laughs> every night, which is is not a bad thing. We are having a great time doing that. Okay, moving on, the, what are we at? Fifth category here is gifts. So this is gifts and favors. Um, we didn't really do wedding favors. My mom did buy these adorable little like succulent candles that I think she found on Amazon and she was encouraging people to take home, but we also use them as decor. Um, and also I think she might've spent like $20 on them. So I didn't really count those. Uh, that was something she purchased on her own. Um, but we did give gifts to our parents um, just to thank them for all of their help as well as their contributions towards the wedding. We gave gifts to my great aunt and uncle who owned the private uh, residence where we held the wedding. We gave gifts to our photographer um, who gave us a bit of a discount, our officiant who actually did the wedding for free for us. And I think think that is it. <laughs> I think that's everyone we gave gifts to. Um, oh, we, we bought each other cards 
Um, so not, you know, fancy gifts, but cute cards. So we, uh, I thought we would spend only a hundred dollars on gifts because in my head, I only thought, oh, we got to give something to my aunt and uncle for the place. And we got to give something to the officiant for doing it for free. And, uh, I must've been, you know, being very cheap at the time because I thought we'd only give them $50 each. I completely forgot about gifts for our parents or anybody else. So we actually ended up spending just over $400, which represents 5% of our budget. And the wedding website say gifts should only represent 2% of your budget. Um, we did end up spending more on the gifts, but honestly, I'm not mad at it. Like, I think everyone was very happy with the gifts that they got, um, whether it was just money or gift cards or something more personal. You know, we, we made a really cool, um, we bought a print, I guess, off Etsy, like a personalized print um, that we made for my dad and that family in Toronto um, of their dog. And we did a similar thing for um, my partner's mom with a beautiful print of their family. And everyone was really uh, happy with their gifts. I really loved the personalized cards that we got and got to write. So I'm fine with the fact that we spent uh, just over $400 on gifts, especially considering all of the people we gave gifts to gave us so much more than <laughs> what we gave them in a gift. Um, so totally, totally fine with that number and happy with it being 5% uh, of the budget. Okay, moving on, we have flowers and decor. Um, putting this all together. And oh, would you look at that? We actually came in just as the wedding websites said. So the wedding websites say to spend 8% of your budget on flowers and decor. And that is exactly what we did. 8%. We spent uh, about $620 on flower and decor. And in my original budget, I actually had $0 for this because I was so adamant that I didn't want to spend any money on flowers or decor, anything like that. The whole reason we chose my great aunt's uh, condo as our wedding venue is because it's so beautiful. It has this gorgeous view. It's newly renovated. I was like, hey, we don't need anything. And even though I love flowers, I really could not justify spending any money on flowers because, you know, it's so expensive and they die so quickly. Um, but <laughs> lucky for me, my mother-in-law was having none of it and she gave us some money so we could buy um, some flowers. She at least wanted me to hold a bouquet and my husband to wear a boutonniere. So we did that. And uh, that bouquet and boutonniere cost us just over $300, um, which sounds super pricey, but apparently those are just like the going costs. And we were able to find a really amazing florist who did beautiful work. I still have uh, the the bouquet in a vase going strong. So I was very happy to be able to hold that. And then we just purchased a few more things on Amazon decor wise um, that I can't even really remember exactly what it was, but just things like, you know, we bought some photo frames. Um, we did a whole thing where we had framed photos of all of our guests or us with our guests through the years in the place or in, <laughs> in this, in the home. Um, what else did we buy? I can't even think, but, but I, I did the math. I added all the receipts up and somehow we got to $600, uh, in flowers and decor, which, um, I'm, I'm also fine with, you know, my, my mother-in-law really wanted me to have a bouquet. And even though it's more money than I would spend on a bouquet, since it was technically her money that she gave us, happy to do it. Um, and I think the home looked really nice. People kept saying that, you know, it was such, um, such an elegant event and it felt really personal. So I think all the little touches that we did uh, to add to the decor, especially I really loved having the framed photos of all of our guests. Uh, people were like over at our photo wall trying to find photos of each other and pointing things out like, oh, that's, you know, aunt so-and-so and oh, that's, that's grandma and things like that, which I thought was really nice. So I'm happy with that number. Um, the $620 that we spent on decor feels, feels okay. Um, again, probably a little more than I would have wanted to spend, but, but no big regrets. 
The next category we have is food. This is the big one. So the websites say you should be spending 18% of your budget on food. And we came in at 11% with uh, just under $800 on food. I had thought we'd be at $500. So just under eight is actually uh, pretty good. And then probably the money we actually spent on food was about that $500. Um, and then there is probably a couple hundred spent on, you know, platters and tongs and food descriptions cards and mats to put underneath things and, and all that sort of stuff that happens when you're having your wedding um, at a place that is not used to hosting larger events and you have to buy, you know, specialty things like that. Um, I'm super happy with the food that we had. If you heard our wedding story, I shared that we served um, really delicious food from our favorite restaurants. We had these amazing chicken skewers that went so fast. Um, we probably should have ordered more, even though we had like over, I think we had like, I don't know, like 50 or six. we had enough for every person to have like two or three. Um, and they went super fast. We got pizza from an awesome Italian place that was literally just downstairs from the venue. We got sushi from our favorite sushi restaurant. Um, and then my mom made these really amazing uh, caprese salad skewers just to get some vegetables in there. And she also bought some extra sushi um, just to, to upgrade us a little bit, which was nice. So I don't count uh, the cost of the extra sushi as that was like a gift, a surprise to us. Um, so yeah, we spent uh, just under $800 on the food, which I'm happy with. And our guests loved the food. Again, we had tons of leftovers. Um, we've been eating pizza like all week. <laughs> um, so I think it was a hit and it was nice to, uh, to be able to eat it throughout the week as well. Moving on, the next category is invites, paper, stationery, all that sort of thing. Um, the wedding websites say you should spend 2%, and that is exactly what we did, 2%. We came in at $160 on papers and invites and all that sort of stuff. And originally, in my budget, I thought we'd spend $0 on this. I thought we would go totally um, email only sort of thing, or just send out, I have a ton of stationery. So I thought we just send out some stationery I already own. I didn't really factor in the cost of like stamps or anything like that. Um, but we did end up sending some things in uh, the mail. So we made save the dates, uh, just little postcard style, save the dates that I think we printed through, um, like Staples, uh, Business Depot, one of the like printing shops around here. And we did have to buy stamps. Um, I also included in this category our vow books. We bought these uh, cute little custom vow books off Etsy. I included in here our guest book, which actually was just a giant world map with our names and the wedding date on it that we made ourselves in Canva. And then we had to print because it's uh, huge. <laughs> and we bought a frame for that um, as well. I think I included in this category all of the photos that we had to print uh, for our decor, which maybe should go in the decor category, but I think we printed everything all together at one time. Uh, we did print our invitations as well, which again, we made on Canva. And we only sent out invites to, um, you know, we had 21 guests. So I think we ended up sending like 14 invitations. Um, and then we did a lot of things over email. We did RSVP by email. We sent out our live stream information by email. So the fact that we spent $160 on paper products is kind of surprising considering we only had 21 guests. But I think when you factor in the Val books, the guests, book, the prints and things like that. Um, it does, it does make sense why that number is as high as it is. But again, totally fine with it. I thought all of our paper products were really nice. Um, I love that we got to design our save the dates and invites by ourselves and really made them so personal because our guest list was so small. I think I shared in a previous episode, like for the save the dates, we had each, um, 
invitee, uh, we had their name like typed on the save the date. So it wasn't just like something we, you know, penciled in ourselves printing like a hundred of the exact same thing. We actually custom eat custom made each one. And it was the same for our invites. We had a bit of a travel theme, sharing photos from some of our favorite places that we've been together. Travel is a really big part of our lives. So we did a different travel photo for each invite. And then on the back, we wrote um, why we chose that location for that person. So something like, hey, you know, here's a shot from our trip to Ireland. We really think you'd love it here. Um, we know you're big hiking fans or whatever it is, something like that. So that was super cool, really personal. We really liked uh, having those touches. So I'm totally fine with the $160 we spent on invites and paper products. The next category is music. So the uh, wedding websites say you're supposed to spend 8% of your budget on this. We ended up spending 1%. <laughs> um, and um, well, 1%-ish. So we spent uh, about $45 on a new Bluetooth speaker because the plan was always just to play music through uh, a Bluetooth speaker. I already have Spotify Premium, so I'm not counting that towards our wedding costs. And yeah, the plan was just to play music through the speaker as sort of just background mood music during the reception, which we did end up doing. However, we also added in a musician sort of at the last minute. If you listen to my wedding story podcast, I explain how that happened. But we ended up having a live musician for the ceremony and for uh, the first part of the reception, we paid for two hours of um, his music and we ended up doing some dances and things like that all at the last minute. It was super, super fun. Um, and this is something that my mother-in-law gifted to us. I believe it was just over $500 for two hours um, of the musician's time. So if you factor that in, obviously uh, that puts us at close to $600, which would be, um, let's call it like, probably 8%, probably that 8% that the wedding websites say you should be spending on music. So uh, I guess we did spend 8% if you factor that in, but my mother-in-law did purchase that for us. So I didn't count it as part of our budget. Um, I do think this number would be a lot higher, obviously, if you are having a full reception. And I think if you're having, um, you know, a big dance floor, big dance party, if that's really important to you to have that atmosphere, I think having a really awesome DJ or a really good band is important. You can, obviously, you know, people do dance to uh, Spotify playlists all the time. If you've ever been to a house party, that's awesome. And truly one of the best wedding dance floors I've ever seen was at my aunt and uncle's wedding uh, way back in the day. I just have vivid memories as probably a 14 year old seeing my uncle getting like tossed up in the air from all of his university buddies. And they just had like an Apple, I think I, like an iTunes playlist going off my uncle's laptop. So it's totally possible to do it. But if you have the money for an awesome DJ or an awesome band, and that dance floor atmosphere is important to you, I, I think it's, it's a good place to put that money. Um, again, not a priority for us. We weren't doing a big dance floor or anything like that. Having the live musician was just sort of like a nice bonus towards the end. Okay, coming in. Um, I have no idea what number we're at. Okay, the next category is photos and video. So the wedding websites say you should spend 10% of your budget on this. We actually ended up spending 22% of our budget on this, which is like, oh, <laughs> that's a big one. Um, but again, if you remember, our total budget was just that $7,300. So 22% is actually just $1,600, which is not an absurd amount of money to pay for photography, which is what, uh, we, what we did pay for. So that uh, $1,600, we paid for three hours of photography. And that's a bit of a discount because I do know the photographer, um, having worked with her in the wedding world. And we actually ended up getting about four and a half, maybe even five hours of photography. Um, our photographer was so excited by the idea that my husband and I were getting ready together, that he was going to be the one like zipping me up into my dress, that we weren't doing these like separate getting ready 
things. Um, and she was like, oh, do you mind if I show up an hour early to like photograph all that? And we were like, oh, for sure, no problem. Um, so she showed up uh, an hour early, but actually ended up coming like an hour and a half early. And then she stayed probably an extra 15, 20 minutes. So in total, we probably got about five hours of photography coverage for $1,600, you know, plus a gift, which was in the gift category. Um, which is pretty great, which is a pretty amazing deal. At the time of recording, we haven't seen our photos yet, um, but we had such a great time with our photographer and I've seen her work before, so I'm sure they're gonna be amazing. Uh, we did not hire a videographer. We didn't have any professional video. We did have um, some live stream stuff, which again, I've shared in a previous episode, um, but I actually included the cost of, well, the only cost really was the Zoom uh, Pro account. I included that in the miscellaneous category, um, for some reason, but if you want to throw that back into this video category, that was like $22 uh, to upgrade Zoom for the month. And then we did also buy a microphone and a tripod, but those are things like we're going to keep. Those aren't just for the wedding, so I didn't include those in our wedding budget. Okay, coming into the venue category. So this category, the wedding websites say you should dedicate 18% of your budget to venue and rentals and that sort of thing. And that totally makes sense if you are having to actually pay for a venue space. Um, I could actually see it being higher than 18% uh, depending on the venue. And if you are having to bring in your own like chairs and tables and linens, or if it includes that, if you have to bring in your own catering, um, serving, all that sort of thing. In my original budget, I said $300 for this, assuming we'd have to pay for a server, uh, pay for cleaners, and pay for some rentals. And I was pretty close. We came in at $365, which is 5% of our budget. So definitely way lower than that 18%. And that is just because, you know, we didn't actually have to pay for the venue itself. So that $365 really just went to um, rentals. We rented some chairs, um, some stands, and uh, that's that's pretty much it. Um, we did pay for a server, which was $125. But again, for some reason, I threw that into the miscellaneous category. So apologies, that's coming up uh, coming up next. Actually, we can slide right in. So miscellaneous category. Um, the uh, wedding websites are the one that I consulted at least called this extras slash emergency fund. And they said to put 5% here. We ended up at 13% um, coming in at almost $1,000, $950. And let me break that down for you. So of that 950, 650 was for two nights at a hotel. And this was actually optional. We definitely could have stayed at our own house. Um, our own house is about a half hour walk or like a five minute drive um, maybe 10 minute drive to the wedding venues. So we definitely could have stayed in our own home, but we thought it'd be so fun to be in a hotel and we definitely splurged. We're not the type who spend more than $300 a night. We're usually like closer to 100, 150 per night for a hotel. Um, so we totally splurged to stay at this. It's one of the best hotels in the city. Um, and it was awesome. And it was like a five minute walk from our venue. So it was so nice just to be able to walk home after the wedding, to be able to walk over the day before to help set things up and come back the next day and pick stuff up. Like so nice to be that close by. And it was just so nice to like treat ourselves, you know, big king bed, beautiful balcony, uh, really nice service. The hotel brought us like a big bottle of champagne to celebrate, which was so sweet. So that was sort of an optional expense, but we wanted to do it. So that was the huge uh, chunk of this miscellaneous budget. Um, in here, I also have $100 for the wedding license, which is mandatory. If you want to be legally married, you got to pay for the license. It's $100. There's no ways around that. Um, like I said, I have the uh, Zoom Pro account under miscellaneous. That was like 20 bucks to the upgrade. 
um, we paid a server $125 to help us out for a few hours that night, just um, helping get the food ready and clear plates and that sort of thing. And then we paid um, $60 for uh, a, I guess a gardener type person to come out and clean up the rooftop uh, for I think just two hours of, of his time uh, to, to clean up the rooftop. Um, I did not include in this category um, dinner that we went to. Uh, my, my husband and I went out for a nice dinner the night before our wedding. And then uh, the day after we took our parents out for lunch. I didn't include those costs. If I did uh, include those, we'd probably be at like an extra $400 here. Just because again, those are um, well super optional and they weren't technically part of the wedding. They were just you know, meals that we <laughs> paid for and went to before and after the wedding. Um, so you could throw those back into the budget if you want to, but I did not. So that is everything. Um, the missing categories for the wedding websites uh, that we just didn't have anything for, they said to spend 2% of your budget on the ceremony. Um, our officiant was actually free, um, close friend, someone I work with. So that was amazing. We did uh, get her a gift, but I talked about that in the gift category. They say to spend 2% on transportation. Again, our hotel was a five minute walk from our wedding. So we we walked over, um, which was kind of fun. It was, it was actually so much fun because we did our portraits on the way to the wedding venue. So we got to take pictures like through the city. We had people honking at us, people cheering, people telling us our dog looked cute. Um, that was a really good time. And it was kind of funny. People were asking us like, oh, how are you getting to the wedding? And I was like, oh, we're walking. <laughs> like, of course we're walking. It's a five minute walk. It's beautiful. Um, it was a great time. They say to spend 3% on a wedding planner. Uh, we didn't have a wedding planner. I might do a whole episode on like whether or not I think you need a wedding planner. Um, it would have been nice to have someone like the week of our wedding was definitely stressful. And there was a lot of tiny little things. It was like, okay, we need to remember to bring this and then take it out and then set it up here and then take it back down. Um, you know, the to-do lists were endless. We had spreadsheets and Google Docs and just so much going on. But I don't know how much of that a wedding planner could have taken off my plate because there were so many little things. It was just like, okay, I have to remember to pack this and I have to remember to set it up and then I have to remember to do something with it. And it's like, I don't really know that a wedding planner could have done all of that for me. Um, yeah, just I think the type of wedding we had, because it was so small, because it was in a private venue, uh, I'm not sure. There wasn't a ton of doing. It was more of just like remembering, um, which I think I would have had on my mind anyways. And I obviously struggle with uh, letting go of control and letting other people help. So uh, maybe, maybe it would have been nice. I mean, if we had all the money in the world, I probably would have hired some sort of a month of coordinator or something like that just to take care of the tiny little details. Um, but all in all, it was it was fine. We were able to do it by ourselves. It didn't um, cause too, too much stress, but there, there was some stress for sure. Um, and 3% and does sound kind of low. I know some wedding planners charge way more than that, but I guess it depends if you're going for like the full uh, planning or if you just want more of like a coordinator, someone to help you out the month of, the week of, the day of, that sort of thing. They also say to spend 2% of your budget on wedding rings. Um, we spent uh, less than that, I think. Um, yeah, we definitely spent less than that. So I shared before, I uh, am not getting, I do not have a separate wedding ring. I'm just using my engagement ring. I think it's beautiful. I don't wear much jewelry anyways. It was going to feel really clunky to me to have two rings on my finger. Um, so I'm very happy to just keep wearing my engagement ring. 
And my partner bought a $30 ring off Amazon and like three days later bought himself a pack of silicone rings off Amazon as well. Uh, he works at the hospital, so the silicone rings just make a little bit more sense for him. He still has to take them off when he's in the operating room, but he can wear them kind of just as he's uh, going around the hospital, I guess. We'll see. I think it's um, he's not a big jewelry guy, so I think it's going to take some time for him to sort of uh, find a rhythm and find a comfort with the wedding ring, especially if he has to take it off every day at some point when he's in the operating room. Um, so we'll see. I'm not too fussed. Um, I think it's kind of cute to like remind him to wear it when we're like, you know, going out for dinner or that sort of thing, but certainly not something we need to dedicate 2% of our budget to. Um, I'm fine with him wearing whatever ring he wants to wear whenever he wants to wear it. And if that changes, you know, every few years he wants to buy a new ring off Amazon or, or whatever it is, that is totally fine. <laughs> I have no problem with that. I'm sure I will also come to that point at some time in my life where I want a new ring or an upgrade or something breaks or whatever. And I think that's totally fine. I'm not fussed about them being like, oh my gosh, these are the rings we exchanged in 2021 and they must last 60 years. Like that's cool. Our marriage will last. Our style does not have to. <laughs> so that is everything. Um, just to recap again, let me go over the big numbers. So I originally thought we would spend 3000 on this wedding. As we were planning, I upped that to maybe five to seven thousand. We ended up coming in at seventy three hundred, but if you add all the extras that we were sort of gifted, our parents paid for, that might be closer to eighty five hundred. Um, again, that doesn't or that does already include money our parents gave us. So some some of our parents gave us money beforehand. That is included in this. Let's call it eighty five hundred. Um, total for the wedding. So breaking that down, that is about. Uh, 1200 on a tire, though, if you add my mom paid, for, I'm going to add the, the numbers, including what our what our parents also additionally paid for. So let's call it 1700 on a tire, 400 on beauty, 500, eh, 700 on dessert. <laughs> um, let's say 350 on drinks, 400 on gifts, 625 on flowers and decor, about 800 on food, 160 on invites and paper. Um, 40 on music or about 550 if you add the musician, uh, 1500 on photography, 370 on rentals for the venue, and then about $1,000 on miscellaneous costs, including the hotel, uh, our wedding license, and paying for a server and a cleaner. So adding that all up, we've got about $8,500, and I'm feeling pretty good about that. Um, I would have liked us to stay a bit closer to that five to seven number, um, but there's really no part of the wedding where I'm like, oh my god, we spent way too much money on that. What a mistake. If anything, I think it just goes to show that little stuff really does add up. We have so many line items on I was keeping an expenses list this whole time there are so many little things they're like oh yeah we just had to buy some stuff from Amazon or oh we just popped into the dollar store to buy a few things or you know you, you forget that okay yeah there's the cost of let's say a dress but there's also alterations and shoes and hair and makeup and jewelry and the veil and just <laughs> it keeps going so I can totally see how um, things can just add up for the wedding day. And I hope this episode was helpful. Even if you are having a larger wedding, you know, you are paying for your venue, you have more than 21 guests. Um, I hope this is helpful to sort of see how these numbers can break down. And maybe it's reminded you of something you're going like, oh, crap, I forgot, you know, we have to pay for the license or oh, man, what about the uh, Zoom Pro account, a live stream, whatever it is. Um, I hope this helped you sort of remember little things. And if I can say anything, it's just 
Um, make sure the numbers work for you. They work for your life, your family, your budget, not just what people pay in your area. And please give yourself like the hugest contingency fund. I know a lot of people say you should have like at least 5% or 10% set aside for extras because all these little things really do add up. And especially the couple weeks before your wedding, you're sort of in that mindset of like, you just want to say yes to like any and all upgrades. Like I was, <laughs> somebody told me at our wedding, like they almost walked over to the to the musician and offered to pay him to stay an extra hour. And I was like, whoa, like you were just ready to drop hundreds of dollars on the spot. Um, and that happens. You kind of get into that mindset of just like, okay, you know, F it, here we are, let's just do it. Um, so costs can definitely, definitely creep up. So I encourage you to keep a very healthy contingency fund so you're not in trouble um, spending too much on your wedding. Because uh, I think really the worst thing, the worst thing would be to wake up the next day or the next week and be like, oh man, how are we going to pay this all back? Like, what are we going to do? We're in horrible debt. We, you know, can't buy a house. We can't start our family, whatever it is. That's definitely not something I want for you. So I hope this was helpful and I hope uh, you have very happy wedding planning when it comes to figuring out your wedding budget. Good luck. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. I really appreciate it, and I hope you found the episode helpful. If you really want to make my day, you can leave me a rating and a review, follow along so you don't miss the next episode, and tell a friend about the show. Remember, you shouldn't be spending your wedding day managing other people's feelings.